We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. Hello, dear friends. My name is Mike Cosentino, and it is my genuine privilege to be with you for another episode of the Run ATL podcast presented by Big Peach Running Company. Once again, I'm paired with my pedestrian active pal. I call him D2. You should call him that as well. He's Dolomite Dave Martinez. D2, hello to you, fine sir. Yep, good to be here. It is good to be here, and we are going to get right to it today. We've got important work to do. It is August, and we are almost a month away from Big Peach Sizzler. And back in 2008, Big Peach Running Company acquired this longstanding event. In fact, few people may know that outside of the Peachtree Road Race, there has not been a longer running road race in the Atlanta area. It was originally called the Buckhead Sizzler. And like I said, in 2008, Big Peach Running Company, when it was really on the verge of extinction took this event over of course immediately we changed the name not surprising to big peach sizzler we also found a beneficiary a long time partner of big peach running company and miles for cystic fibrosis the race has grown tremendously we've changed the course a little bit still very very fast heck d2 I remember one of the earlier years, long before there ever was a Big Peach Running Company, going and doing this race. For those of you who can take a little bit of a mental journey down memory lane, think about this course. It started at St. Martin of the Fields on Ashford Dunwoody. It went up to Peachtree, took that right turn, and then went south on Peachtree, finished at Peachtree Battle. So it was a wicked fast course, much of it flat, what was not flat, super downhill. It was called the Sizzler because of the fact that it was very, very fast. We moved it ultimately from the last weekend in September to now a Labor Day tradition, and that race fast approaches. And I would imagine that some of our listeners already could say, okay, I get it. This episode, this episode is going to be a verbal advertorial on an upcoming race that of course our main sponsor, Big Peach Running Company is intimately involved with. And and maybe there are some in our audience that would be very cool with that, but that's not what we're going to do. No, that is not what we're going to do, D2. Right. No, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, someone that works, uh, you know, for us, has worked with us for several years um, that, uh, you know, has uh, cystic fibrosis. And so it's a it's a very close and personal, um, you know, um, cause to us. And uh, so just that we're partnered with the Sizzler and that's part of it just makes it that much more special. Well, and, and that is so true. And, and you alluded to one of our guests for our featured conversation. That's Colin Penuel. He is one of our team members. He works in both our Midtown and primarily our Decatur store. His mom, Becky, is the executive director these days of the Miles for Cystic Fibrosis organization and the race director for Big Peach Sizzler. They are just special people. Full disclaimer, I'm on the board for Miles for Cystic Fibrosis. Obviously, D2 and I are very involved both in the marketing and promotion of this event as well as many of the race day details, but there's so much more to this story. We're going to let Colin and Becky tell it when we get back I believe that you're going to be so much better, not because you know more about Big Peach Sizzler, but as you know, one of the pillars of the Run ATL podcast is inspiration, and this will inspire you. That is our promise to you. We'll be right back with Colin and Becky. Do not go anywhere. You've got the right shoe for you, but maybe you're still getting blisters and your feet aren't too happy. The source of your discomfort may be the socks you're wearing. Cotton is rotten. You need socks made from synthetic materials that wick away the moisture that can lead to blisters. Big Peach Running Company carries a variety of styles and brands, including Features, Balega, Swiftwick, and Injinji. Every sock is buy three, get one free. Mix and match brands and styles? It doesn't matter. You'll save 25% when you pick up four pairs of socks. Keep your feet happy and stock up on socks at Big Peach Running Company. 
And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. It is that time, that time, D2, for our featured conversation. And of course, we talked at the onset why this was so special to us and the specialness of our guests. And now they are here, and we've given a bit of an introduction. We've already given an introduction in our intro, but to have both of you here, I think we would say at the onset, is a treat for us. I know it's going to be a treat for our audience. You know how both how much both of you mean to us. And to be able to kind of share your story, share why this event that is kind of bringing us together is so meaningful. But before we get into any you know real details, one of the things, and, and Colin, I'm going to start with you. One of the things that is just true is last week, Big Peach Running Company had its organization-wide mid-year meetings. And we do this every year. And for many who don't know our organization, we've got over 100 team members. It's really kind of a cool deal for us. It's one of only two times each year that we can kind of get everybody together in the same place. And less than three days before the meeting started, you sent me an email and said, I'm not going to be able to make it. Now, I'm going to play dumb, which is really easy for me because I'm so good at it when I'm not just playing. But tell me why, again, and tell everybody else why you were unable to attend this function that I know you wanted to be there, and certainly we wanted to have you there. Uh, yeah, the reason I wasn't able to be there is that I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. My lung function had declined to 29%, which makes doing anything at all. Very difficult. And so when it's at 29%, that's something that I don't think anybody can really relate to. I don't even know if we could say, well, gosh, if I was in his shoes, what would I be able to do and what wouldn't I be able to do? So knowing that you were just there, give us a sense of what that feels like from your own very personal, very real experience. Uh, it, It pretty much makes it impossible to do anything. I mean, just walking from my bedroom to my bathroom, which is a distance of about, I don't know, 20 feet or so, you're totally out of breath. It's it's like if people climb mountains, if they (laughs) climb Mount Everest, it's roughly the same as being at the summit of Mount Everest. So, I mean, that says something right there, D2, and you remember in one of our past episodes talking about Killian Jornet, who summited Everest yeah. in record time earlier yeah. this year. You're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. He just and, set the record like a month ago. Is that what it was? So it was a, yeah. a month or so ago. Whenever it was, the reality was it was rightfully considered an amazing feat because it is so difficult to breathe at that elevation. And here you are, and this is part of an everyday existence for you on occasion, Certainly last week when you were at 29%. Now you are 57% as you walked in to our studio. Now we're celebrating that. I was so excited to hear that because when you and I exchanged messages, it was going to go up and we were just like, we got to get you back to 50. You said to me, it'd been over two years since you had been at 50, which is also just heartbreaking to hear. But now you're at 57%. That seems like an awesome accomplishment but yet it's still 57 out of 100. What's it like being at 57% lung function? Um, uh, it's a lot better than 29. <laughs> sure. I mean, like I said, almost double. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's better than I've been in a long time. I, I do remember times when I was in the upper 80s and 90s. So it's, it's not quite there. Sure. But, um, I'm able to actually function again. I'm able to do things. So you mentioned before we fired up the mic that it was just nice to go back to work. Yeah. Something that a lot of us take for granted, going to work or leaving. And then you also mentioned when you were at 29%, the difficulty of just getting from the bedroom to the bathroom. What are some of the things now that you're like, I feel like I can, I can do them like I would if I was at high eighties or low nineties, but then to give us some context, what are just some of the things that you're not yet ready to do, even though we are celebrating such a dramatic improvement in that functionality? I would definitely say half marathon. That you're not ready for yet? Oh, uh, it's going to take some training. <laughs> <laughs> so training, we all need to do that when we suggest a half marathon is in our future 
57%. You've done half marathons when you've done that distance. Heck, you've run Big Peach Sizzler in the past. What is in a long function where you would be, you would say, I'm going to go to the starting line, let my training, and quite frankly for you, I know, just your persistence take over? Um, well, the best I've ever done, uh, it's, it's kind of funny because a half marathon is actually my fastest race. I've run a half marathon at a faster pace than I've done in a 5K or 10K, and that was when I was at 88%. Okay. And would you attribute that faster pace to your training or your training and the lung functionality? The lung function primarily. Okay. I mean, breathing makes a pretty big difference. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with cystic fibrosis or what we'll repeatedly refer to as CF, and we're going to give you the clinical definition here, but use Colin's comments there as context. You ran a half marathon faster on your pace per mile than what you have a 5K. I am not a mathematical genius, but it's easy for me to conclude that a 5K is 25% of the distance a half marathon. In fact, it's even less than that. And now for everyone out there who knows race distances far better than this genetic condition, they start to see, wow, if he can run that much faster, even though it's that much further, that is how important lung function is to us, whether we're athletes or not. Colin, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to your mom for a second and, and Becky, you have become, for me, and I think for those who know you and are also parents, just the epitome of saying, we are in this together. When you and I first got to know each other, it was just simply because of the fact that you were going to help out. We have mutual friends who are already involved in Sizzler. And then as I got to know you and your husband, Chuck, you have become the executive director for Miles for Cystic Fibrosis and the race director for Big Peach Sizzler. Now, you have this obvious connection as to why you would take on those responsibilities. At the same time, I also know that as personal as this is, this isn't something that you can just put on autopilot because you've done it before. You throw countless hours at it. And to help me and D2 and others understand what is it like to throw that much energy, that much attention, that much perspiration into something when it is as personal because all of us who like to race and many of us who would say, oh, I'd love to be a race director, can't really relate to that part of your story. So how is it that you've combined all of this and how does it become something that just keeps you going? It feels almost like I have to. Okay. It's because I want to make a difference and I really care not only about my son and his health, but the health of so many other people with cystic fibrosis. I mean, this is a disease that doesn't affect that many people when you look just at numbers. I mean, in Georgia, there's maybe a thousand people with CF. Um, there are a lot more people who are carriers and don't know it mm -hmm. uh, just because it is a genetic illness. But you know, living and breathing it um, kind of comes naturally because I do really want to make a difference. This race is awesome. It has so many moving points moving parts it's easy to um, work on it all the time which is what makes which it which like makes you almost it a, do it makes it an amazing race because it's different from so many others i mean we've got um it's going through three different cities down peachtree street through both shambly and brookhaven and atlanta yep. you know we've got buses that go back to the start you've got police from all these municipalities you want to make it really awesome with a lot of vendors at the finish because we want this to be special because we want people to know about it and we want them to support the reason why we're doing it so we you know, I, I got involved because I wanted to help with Miles for CF. I got engaged with the race because I thought it was an awesome race. And I wanted to make it better and better every year. And I think we are succeeding in doing that. And it's getting better and better every year. But it really is getting more people in the CF community involved. We offer a free entry to anybody with CF who wants to run because Part of our mission at Miles for Cystic Fibrosis is to engage people with CF and exercise. And there's a, a program that you're doing now that I, I want to make sure that we talk about under Breathe Strong because I think that really punctuates that statement you just made in terms of getting CF patients involved in exercise because as Colin is living proof, 
that that type of activity, when it can be done, really does help the quality of life and perhaps the ability to live life more normally. It makes a huge difference. And that's, I saw that firsthand with Colin. Uh, he was always active as a child. He took up running as a teenager. Uh, running really helped strengthen his lungs. So it made it so that when he was fighting the, the infections that are part of this disease, that having stronger lungs to start with because mm-hmm. he was physically active really made a difference in, in his being able to not only keep from getting sick, but to fight it off when he does get sick. And because, you know, he's, he's truly a fighter, as so many people with CFR, I mean, that's a typical thing that you hear is that, you know, people, they do everything they can to stay as well as they can possibly do. Exercise is a huge part of that. So we're helping to pay people, pay for people to be able to do that, to get that benefit. That's awesome. So I'm going to just go ahead and tease that out. For those of you who have heard of CF, maybe even know someone, they may not be anywhere near Atlanta. If they do not have plans, I mean, really, really good plans on Labor Day, suggest that they come see you in Atlanta and participate in this race, not just because it is a free entry, as Becky has offered. But more importantly, it's a celebration of what can be done with cystic fibrosis and what is being done on behalf of pushing back and fighting CF and taking care of those with CF and and their caretakers. So Becky gave us a great jumping off point. And and just to make sure that those who have not heard of this before or are not familiar with it, if you look at the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, this is the way they're going to right up front say, here's the answer to what is cystic fibrosis. It is a progressive genetic disease that causes persistent lung infections and limits the ability to breathe over time. More so than that definition, you talked about Colin's complications from when we had our mid-year meeting to where he is now and feeling good about just 57% of lung functionality. So that very much speaks to that definition. It goes on to say in people with CF, a genetic, uh, a defective gene causes a thick, sticky buildup of mucus in the lungs. And I think oftentimes that is where all of the work ends up being concentrated. So we think about impaired lung functionality, tough to breathe, tough to get to the bathroom or feeling like you're on, on Mount Everest. But then we hear a phrase like mucus in the lungs. Help us better understand what that's like, Colin. Well, everybody has mucus in their lungs. It's usually very thin and lubricating, so it helps things move through. And people with cystic fibrosis, it's much thicker, and your body's natural system of moving mucus doesn't work because the mucus is so thick that it just can't move it. And then how do you either thin out that mucus or clear out that mucus so that you can return to whether it's a more normalized life or just feeling better? Well, one of the major things your mucus does is it uh, traps bacteria. That's what it's designed to do. The mucus will capture bacteria so your body can then clear it out. If you can't clear your mucus, then the bacteria turns from just a few to actually colonizing and living there and you you go to you know having millions of bacteria and um, a lot of the breathing treatments for cystic fibrosis are designed to thin mucus um, like we do hypertonic saline which is saline because your cells don't move water and chlorine ions through the cell very effectively. So you take um, the saline and that builds up a concentration of salt so that the water will move to where the salt is and that thins the mucus and moves it out. We also do um, palmazine, which is actually an enzyme that helps break down the um, strands of DNA that exist outside of cells and because DNA is very sticky and so when you break out the DNA it helps the mucus not be as sticky and makes it easier to clear so there's multiple treatments that we do that work in different ways that help clear mucus so there are multiple treatments and these treatments are not just okay I'm having you know some kind of sensation that I should address these treatments to my knowledge are oftentimes daily 
Um, multiple times a day, yes. Multiple times per day. And one of the things, and, and, and Becky, you know this so well from our time working with Dr. Peter Scott, one of the founding physicians with Miles for Cystic Fibrosis, who said famously and very accurately that CF is not a 5K disease. That's not meant to take anything away from those of us who are training for our first 5K, who are going to do a program all summer long and finish a 5K in the fall, but it is a marathon disease. And as someone who actually likes ultra marathons, I would say it's beyond an ultra marathon. I would double down on what Dr. Scott has said. Daily treatments, multiple treatments per day. When we think about training, and we think about, well, if we're gonna train for a 5K or a half marathon, if we're gonna train for a particular pace or be able to go a certain distance, we have to commit ourselves to a routine that we just do in day in and day out, week in and week out. What are you doing week in and week out, maybe day in and day out, that the rest of us just could part, hardly fathom? Um, I guess to go with just sort of uh, what I would consider to be kind of a shocking number is just last week when I was in the hospital, I was connected to intravenous antibiotics for 15 hours a day. Um, they ran for, it was three times a day and they ran for about five hours each time. So we hear things like that and, and Becky, you said accurately, of course, that it's relatively small in terms of the numbers, whether we look at it domestically or whether we look at it a little bit closer to home in Georgia, even the Atlanta metropolitan area. But it doesn't make it any less important than something that's far more prevalent and that we might know a lot more about. One of the things that you've done is introduce the importance of exercise for CF patients. And I believe to some degree, they're caretakers and their families because they are modeling what, what can be done even with that type of, of care that's necessary. The Breathe Strong program, in my opinion, is the best embodiment that I've seen of that anywhere. And of course, it originated right here at home because of Miles for Cystic Fibrosis. Tell us about Breathe Strong. We're gonna take our eyes off for a second anyway. Big Pete Sizzler, tell us about Breathe Strong. Breathe Strong is a project that will pay grants to um, gyms or uh, CrossFit or yoga studios or swim, uh, whether it's a team or uh, uh, somebody teaching lessons, for any kind of physical activity. You, you for forgot CF. Running shoes. Running shoes. Running shoes. That's right. Running That's shoes right. is an awesome one. In fact, we have we had a request for running and hiking shoes. I know. Shoes. I remember that conversation. Um, so whatever it is that people will do to help stay physically active, we will help them pay for. Uh, one of the, the unfortunate things that goes along with cystic fibrosis is that it's financially draining. There are so many medications. You know, Colin mentioned just a few. He talked about his IV antibiotics that you have to do from time to time when you've got the infections, but just part of the daily regimen. You know, he spends at least two hours every day doing uh, treatments that involve a vibrating vest and, and nebulized, um, inhaled, aerosolized um, treatments, and a lot of pills. I mean, and some of these uh, medications might have a $1,000 copay on them. You know, depending on what kind of insurance you might have. Um, it's very, very expensive. You've got people, more adults, thankfully, living with cystic fibrosis and working and trying to, um, to support themselves and their family and, and buy their medications. And a lot of times things like a gym membership are the first to go by the wayside. When people can't, when money gets tight, that's considered an extra. So we want to make sure, you know, we, we don't have a specific... Um, income level that we require because we know that everybody with CF is going to feel the strain in some way or one way or another. They're going to feel the strain of um, the cost of dealing with this. We want to help as we can with paying for the exercise part. So in, in pain you do, and Miles Persistic Fibrosis as a little bit more comprehensive explanation, there is, of course, where I read the definition, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, that Miles for Cystic Fibrosis certainly contributes to all the great work they're doing, including research and trying to figure out ways to make some of that medication either more affordable or more available. There's also the Reaching Out Foundation that does what you said, where you've got these costs and you've got these considerations as a unit, whether it's the caretakers, whether it's the patient services provider, or whether it's the family members and the work that they're reaching out 
Foundation has done is longstanding, and I know for families, very, very much appreciated. And now you have the Breathe Strong consideration. But here's the thing that isn't necessarily gonna drive people to the internet, but I'm gonna suggest, especially if you're not sure what your plans are on Labor Day. And I'm bought in, I am all in, based on knowing the penules, based on our longstanding involvement with Miles for Cystic Fibrosis. But you can find what these treatments look like, how Colin and all of those who have cystic fibrosis do for those two hours that they're using nebulizers and using vests and taking pills. It is heartbreaking. And for those of us who just go about our day, whether we're awake for 20 hours or whether we're awake for 14 or 16 hours, cannot imagine giving up a certain, a large percentage of our day doing that. It's all out there right now. And nobody's going to end up saying that was a video that inspired me to use my day in a way like they do. They're going to be so thankful that they don't have to subject themselves to the same thing that you do day in and day out, Colin. The next thing that, that I want to ask both of you about, I'm going to let both of you take a crack at this. For someone who you meet for the first time and they're not familiar with CF, my guess is there are many people who are listening to this, that's the case. What is the one or maybe two things to help them get to a reasonable amount of understanding that you would tell them right out of the gates? It's just like, hey, yep, I'm a patient. I'm a, you know, I'm a mother. I'm a board member. I'm an executive director. I'm someone who has to make choices every single day in order to optimize my life. What are the one or two things that you would say to someone who's totally uninformed at this moment, but not for much longer? I would describe what happened when we were told about Colin's cystic fibrosis when he was two years old. Um, at that time, he was perfectly healthy. We had no idea. Um, he got sick, went to the hospital, did blood work, did other tests, found he had cystic fibrosis, and the message we got is, you know, currently Life expectancy is a lot better than it used to be. Uh, it's now 18 to 20 years is what they were saying at the time. So you can expect um, an average life expectancy of 18 to 20 years. But it's getting better, so take your son home and let him live the same kind of life that you would plan for him to live without having this disease because that part is going to get better. So he should plan on going to school and having a life and being active and doing everything that anybody else wants to do, but be aware that this is a progressive illness. Uh, now, thankfully, the, the average median life expectancy is more like 40 years, yep. which is a huge improvement, but it's not nearly good enough. Absolutely, and that's whether you're a friend or a mom, and, and when you think about, well, are my participation dollars, is my participation in Big Peach Sizzler making a difference? In Colin's lifetime, going from a teenager as the life expectancy to in their 40s, not good enough, but progress obviously being made. Colin, what would you say to build on that? I would say probably the toughest thing of having CF is it, it is progressive, it is fatal. And when you know other people, you, you know, you form relationships with them and you watch what happens to them, and that's that's just that's probably to me the toughest part of it. You know that's that's awesome, and it shows your character. I'm not surprised, but you've lost friends. I know that. I mean, it's been we've known each other long enough for me to know that that's part of your experience over the last few years, where people you would genuinely and rightly call call friends of yours who had or have CF, you know, passed on or are in a particularly bad state right now. I thought you were going to say that there's just no real easy way to get consistency, whether it is being at a mid-year meeting, going to work, staying in school, studying with some real concentration. But instead, which in all of that is true, I know that that is true, you immediately turn it to others instead of yourself. And I, I think I've found that to be the case with so many CF patients that they are so mindful of others who have it, sometimes seeming like they don't. So let's, let's kind of pull that out even more. We all tend to spend more time with those who have something in common with us. I think that's human nature. How do you go about developing and sustaining relationships with people who have this 
difficult prognosis and this genetic condition that even with what Becky said, has a life expectancy that is way too short. Um, the way I maintain relationships mostly is uh, online. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not really supposed to be around I was going to say, I didn't know if you were going to say that. I was going to ask about that. So, so go ahead the, and build the, that. The reason we're not supposed to be around each other is that we all have um, different bacterial infections or fungal infections in our lungs that have adapted and become resistant to antibiotics. And we can spread those to each other. Now, if you don't have cystic fibrosis, then we are not contagious to you. But if you do have cystic fibrosis, we can cross-contaminate each other. So we're not really supposed to be around each other. Um, You've defied that a few times. I don't know if uh, it's a spot for you to publicly admit that, but I'm going to out you because I know some of the things you've done. I've seen certain pictures, and part of the reason I admire you, you just... Persistence always wins with you. Yeah, I'm a natural born rule breaker. <laughs> um, and a lot of other people with CFR as well. Now, it used to be the case that they would have camps for people with CF. And now, they recently, well, recently, it's been a couple of years, but if it's an indoor event, there's only supposed to be one person with CF there. Uh, if it's an outdoor event, we're supposed to keep a six-foot distance from each other. Uh, I've, I've broken that rule as well. well and, and that's important to say at the Sizzler because it is an outdoor event. We are yeah. encouraging people with CF to participate either to to run or walk because this is a race that's really suitable for walking too, um, or to volunteer or to just be there and celebrate. But we will have a way to identify people with CF. We'll have a bandana so that people will be able to recognize um, the other CFers in the crowd and make their choice about staying the distance um, from other people with CF. So it's not something that you're gonna come in, we're not encouraging people to come and hug on each other. You know, we're the five to six feet apart is really a good um, guideline to use in an outdoor event to keep from cross-contaminating each other. So if the life expectancy statistic that Becky shared isn't enough. If the lung function and those rates that Colin shared isn't enough, think about this for just a second. Those who you have something in common with and not by recommended standards being able to be any closer than six feet outdoors from them. D2, can you imagine if as runners, as fellow marketers, as colleagues at Big Peach Running Company, as mid-40 dudes who like to have a cold beer and run trails on a kid. Imagine if we always had to stay six feet from each other. Yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty difficult, I think. Just because, I mean, individuals, we crave to be social. We're social creatures. We want, you know, to talk to people. We want to be around other people. So that's, that's difficult to imagine keeping a six-foot perimeter around someone and also just, uh, you know, you want human contact. And especially if you have something in common. And, and Colin, I know a lot of times it'd be easy to say, well, all relationships are online. This is not Tinder. This is not farmersonly.com. This is based on a recommended guideline that these types of relationships with people you very much have something in common can relate to for very, very long periods of time or perhaps very quickly. That's what is suggested as opposed to meeting for lunch or sharing breakfast on the same side of the booth. Tough for me to put my head around that. We're gonna to go to a happy place. We're gonna to go to a really, really happy place. Big Peach Sizzler, 2017 Labor Day. We go through all the details, and of course we have, and we will continue to do so. Let's talk about the race itself and why it is so special. There are so many things, from the start area, to the course, to the finish, to the post-race party. What are some of the things that you love the most? And then just looking at it as fellow runners and athletes and people who live, work, and recreate in and around Atlanta that you would say, these are the things people need to know about. People who like to run fast like it because it's a good course for a PR. 
Very um, true. That's that's one of um, it's a still a race. It's still a serious race for people who like to run in a serious race. And so for those who are not familiar with the course, let's just build on what Becky said. The start line will be the Shambly Marta Station. It will go straight down Peachtree once it gets to Peachtree in Shambly, and then head towards Buckhead. It will finish at Buckhead Station right near Georgia 400. For those of you who are familiar with the area, you can picture the way that Peachtree tends to travel as it goes south. It is a fast course, Becky. What else? Um, it's also a good course for people who are just beginners or want to walk. We do allow a, a slower pace for walkers, so it's kind of for everybody. It's for it's a great fast course for people who want to get it done. If people want to go out, hang out with friends on Labor Day, take a pretty brisk walk, but take a brisk walk with friends. Um, we have support at the back of the pack for people who want to do that too. A cold beer at the finish line is a, is a good thing. A Flying Biscuit Cafe is a presenting sponsor, and so we've got hot biscuits and cold beer. I mean, what hot could biscuits you want and cold beer. What? Is there a better way to start Labor Day? Huh? There's all there's all the healthy stuff too. We've got the <laughs> fruit and the water and all the other stuff to eat and drink. But but we'll have some fun things in there. Um, big finish line party, massage. Um, we have a shuttle that'll take you back to the start, so it's not like some races where you finish and then you have to walk another couple of miles to the MARTA station. I won't name any particularly, but <laughs> we do have a, I have a shuttle that takes you back to the, uh, to the start. And just to make sure people understand what that means, this is a point-to-point -point course. So I gave you the start and then told you the finish. You might have concluded that, but if not, the race does not finish where it starts but you are not left to your own devices to get back to where you parked. There is a shuttle. Not only is there a shuttle, it moves with real expediency and getting people back. But at the same time, when you think about what Becky just said with the post-race accoutrements, why would you want to rush back anyway? Yeah, we want people to hang out and have a good time and enjoy themselves. There is a MARTA station at the start of the course and the finish of the course. So if you want to MARTA the whole thing, it's a great race for doing that. Because, and we encourage people to do that. Um, MARTA is offering free parking in their lot at Shambly. So for people who can't take MARTA to the start, you can come and park at the, MARTA, at the Shambly MARTA station and not have to worry about leaving your car there. Thank you, MARTA. Yes, thank you very much for MARTA as one of our sponsors. Very cool. Um, we have gear check that moves from the start to the finish along with you. So if you've got, if you want to have a um, you know, change of clothes or a towel or something at the finish, you can check it at the start and it'll be waiting for you at the finish line when you get there. And how does that work? That seems like something that would be tricky to pull off for a 10K, but I saw it come together the last two years. How have you managed to build that in? Well, Tate the Great Moving Company has been uh, kind enough to loan us their truck. So we do gear check. It all gets packed into the truck. As soon as the race starts, they travel down the course and they park the truck at the finish line and it's everything's right there at the end. So That's right. Tate the Great. I remember that the first time in watching those guys work. They've been a joy to see be at the race both start and finish they really know what they're doing everybody gets their stuff back and it is kind of nice to have a cold beer in a dry tea as opposed to what you had during the race right, there you go and flying biscuit flying biscuit is involved in a big way they have come on as a big sponsor we have the good fortune of being near one of their locations in town brookhaven but even more notably perhaps they are less than a half mile from the finish line so one of the things I would suggest is a great Labor Day, and, and y'all let me do this, and if you are not thinking this is the way you should start your Labor Day, then I just can't help you. I can't help you make your plans. You're gonna do the race. You're going to have a good time. You're not gonna worry about whether you finish with your friends or family, because eventually they'll get to the finish line as well. You're gonna enjoy a biscuit. You're gonna have a cold beer. You're gonna see everything that Becky has put together. And believe me, there is much to sample. There is much to see. There is much to enjoy. The DJ is phenomenal every single year. The award ceremony comes around very quickly by race standards. And then to be able to walk up to Flying Biscuit right there at Buckhead in the corner is a tremendous way to say, now I can celebrate my accomplishment and you're still off to whatever your Labor Day plans are by 10 or 10.30.
That's right. And, and they're offering a little discount on the back of the bib as well. So you can take your bib in with you after the race, knock a little bit off on the breakfast. Uh, if before the race, if you haven't registered yet, you can go into any Flying Biscuit and they're doing a campaign for us so that when you get your check to pay for your bill, you, there's a little flyer about the race that has a coupon. And if you use that code, then you're entered into a drawing for a $100 Flying Biscuit gift certificate. So you might be able to set yourself up with you know, breakfast for the next few months. That is awesome. And I know we have many breakfast meetings at Flying Biscuit, so you can enjoy their menu as you register. You can register at most Flying Biscuit locations. You can register at all Big Peach running company locations. And then of course, take advantage of that discount. So not only are your race registration fees going to a terrific organization in Miles for Cystic Fibrosis, dare I say you are losing money not to do the race because of the discount on your Labor Day breakfast that will be on the bib. So Colin, as a participant, what makes this race special? Let's put CF in the background for a second and let's just talk about it as a participant. What makes this race so special? Well, I'm gonna go with something that's Probably kind of a cliche for runners. The best part is the end. Okay. And uh, that maybe is true for <laughs> most races, all races. But why is that true for this race? Uh, it's just great to, well, most of my friends are faster than I am. So when <laughs> I finish, they're all there cheering me on. And uh, like we've been talking about, you know, the after race party, I, I think is really one of the, maybe the best that I've ever seen. Um, of all the races that I've done, it's it's not the biggest race. It's it's pretty big, but there's you know there's a lot more vendors and uh, there, there's a lot more per person. Let's go with for a race of its size. I think there are more special touches, and I'm biased, and everybody knows that. But I do believe it's, there are more special touches than any other race I can think of. And there are a lot of great races in and around Atlanta. But to stand at Buckhead Station, you obviously have the Buckhead skyline kind of as the backdrop. Whether you want to drink beer at 8.30 in the morning or not is an individual choice, but just to hang out knowing there's no traffic that you're going to have to fight on Labor Day morning, that you've got the skyline as a backdrop and that you've got the music, that you've got what I believe will again be an ideal temperature I can't imagine a better way to kind of hang with friends or family. The one thing that I would say as a participant, Colin, that I think is a big surprise to people is the fact we've got dedicated lanes on Peachtree, and that is very special. There are not too many races that just run right down Peachtree Road with dedicated lanes. And you mentioned it earlier, Becky, the cooperation we get from local law enforcement. This has been a tricky thing and kind of fun to watch. At one point, there were four different jurisdictions and you were working with City of Chambly and DeKalb County and City of Brookhaven and City of Atlanta. So it's kind of neat to be able to see all these different parts of our fair city, see the various police officers, see the different landmarks, but running down Peachtree, knowing that it's closed to traffic, at least for me, driving the pace car, I love just seeing that come together. We've got three water stops along the course too. Awesome. Plus um, cheer zones. Each mile of the course is dedicated to somebody with cystic fibrosis. That's one of the things we do fundraise around this race. Um, we appreciate the donations that people get, just give often when they register, but we have some people who are actually fundraising on our behalf, asking their friends and family to donate um, for their run and donate in their name. And uh, people can dedicate a mile of the course to somebody with cystic fibrosis if they will raise at least a thousand dollars. They can be put their name can be put in the pot to be able to donate a portion of the course. So that's fun too. You know, we've got yep, all, we've got the police support on the course. We've got the water stops. We've got volunteers all along the course, um, cheering people on, and uh, you know, friends and family of somebody with cystic fibrosis at the mile markers along uh, at different spots on the course. So. I think make it makes it a lot of fun. It makes it special, and we're hoping this year that we're going to have even more CF family involvement, and we might have water stations uh, that are dedicated to people with CF and the start and the finish and the whole bit. So, 
Well, you and your team, Becky, have done an awesome job of finding very cool, creative, and, and, and just fun ways to raise additional money. It's not just race registration. Certainly, there's sponsorship, but like you said, you know, you can kind of claim a mile or a cheer, a cheer zone. There now are certain teams that are doing fundraising alongside this race and, and using models that you've built to be able to do that. Now, as we kind of come towards Miles for Cystic Fibrosis's involvement in almost 10 years of this event, Big Peach Sizzler and, and the work that you've done to ensure that this race is an annual tradition and, and a big part of so many people's Labor Day plans, what does the fundraising totals look like as long as Miles for Cystic Fibrosis has been involved? Oh gosh, uh, it's really grown as, as far as being associated with the Sizzler, such that um, the first year that we did it, I think we just about broke even. Yep, which sometimes <laughs> is an accomplishment in itself, but if you're going to keep doing it, you ultimately have to do a little better than that. Such that last year we raised over $60,000 for our mission from the Sizzler, and this year that we're hoping to cool. make that 100. So. So there's the all the help. All the, we need all the help we can get to hit that very high goal that we've set for ourselves. But we're looking for race proceeds and donation fundraising proceeds, and we're hoping we're going to top that hundred thousand dollar mark this year. That is awesome. I know everybody enjoys a David versus Goliath story. Loves to root for the underdog. You need to be part of the fun on Labor Day. Obviously, Colin will be there. We believe he is going to be at the start line with a big smile on his face. We know Becky will be at the finish line with a look that says, we are doing it. And that being $100,000 as the target this year. Come be part of the fun. Come be part of that success story. Again, it's on Labor Day. The start is at Shambly Marta Station. We've got all the details, of course, as part of our show notes. You can get more information at any Big Peach running company location. Colin and Becky, you are both such a gift to us. When I say us, yes, for sure, it's Big Peach Running Company, but it is also the local running community. It is the community of cystic fibrosis patients and their caretakers. And of course, all of those who just know someone who is getting by better and better every single day with this. And then to Dave and I as friends of ours and watching you and what you do truly inspires us. So thank you. Thank you. We will be right back. We've got a message coming up. It'll allow us to compose ourselves, but don't go anywhere. The Run ATL podcast rolls on right after this. Fall may seem like it's a couple months away, but training for fall races starts now. As your runs get longer, you'll need additional fuel to power through those long runs and get you across that finish line. Everyone has different needs and tastes, so we recommend that you experiment with different gels, bars, and hydration products to see what works best for you. Stock up and save. Buy 10 or more individual packages and save 10%. Buy a box and save 15%. Club and training groups can combine their discount for additional savings of up to 25% off. Don't be foolish. Come into Big Peach Running Company and stock up so you're long run ready. And welcome back to the Run ATL Podcast D2, I will tell you. That was a journey, that conversation with both Colin and Becky. Those were the highs and lows of just having friends at a table and letting others listen in on the conversation. There were some things that, of course, I knew, but are still painful for me to hear when I speak with Colin about cystic fibrosis. And then there are those things when I watch Becky and I watch her and Colin work as hard as they do to put this race together and why it means so much, it just it just makes me feel it fires my soul. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I've I've been with the, with Big Piece now for over five years, and we've you know every year that you know I've been with the company, I've known about Big Piece Sizzle, but I haven't really been connected to you know you know cystic fibrosis until you know Colin came on board and. You know, there's times where I know I, I, I either see social media posts or emails of, of you know, his lung capacity. And, um, you know, you don't, you, don't, you don't really know what that is until you speak to, to Colin personally and, and you find out some of these things. To find out that only a couple weeks ago, his lung capacity was only at 29%. Crazy. And now he's at 57%. And I can't really imagine what that's like on a day-to-day -day basis except to say, you know, Imagine breathing through a straw. 
every day of your life and just being restricted of airflow of oxygen in your body and still being able to perform and do go about life on a regular you know as anybody else would and it's not necessarily a death sentence but to see that when he was born you know life expectancy was 20 years and now it's 40 years so it's an improvement but still i mean i'm 47 to put my mind around that and saying i would have been dead seven years ago that's to me is is i can't even really imagine i can try to you know get that perspective but that's too short well, and those notes that you obviously took is a great capture of why I said, you know, it was a very sobering conversation. And yet at the same time with progress that's been made with the work that is being done, it also is is reason to celebrate. And, and I, I love what you said about having to train for whatever it might be, like you're breathing through a straw. I tell you, if I go out tomorrow and do not have a good workout for the race that I'm currently training for, if I don't feel like it's coming along that well, I think I'm gonna give myself a little bit of a break when I think about what Colin has to do as he gets ready for Big Peach Sizzler. And there were certain things that are part of this race that we didn't even touch on. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we got to see after our conversation was we got to see uh, the medal. And it's a, a very cool uh, medal um, that the you know, participants can, when they register, sign up and, and choose to receive the medal. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, a nice, cool. it's a nice large-sized large medal. So Huge. if you're really into you know, the bling, then definitely sign up for it and, uh, and get it because it is a, a nice-looking The, the uh, T-shirts are great, too. Not only yes. are they incredibly well done with our character icon. So once again, we're so somewhat biased, but the, the hand, the feel of that shirt, first Yeah, it's first one of the most comfortable shirts, uh, you know, that, uh, that you know, from most races that I think, uh, you know, we can receive. So uh, it's it's one that I know that I see throughout the year is, uh, is people wearing that big Pete Sizzler shirt because it is a very comfortable shirt. Well, and here's one thing that's caught on over the last few years that I've seen, and that is for those of you who are doing fall half or full marathon training, with this falling on Labor Day, it's a great race to get double digit distance because you can run from Shambly Marta down to Buckhead Station, and then even as efficient as those shuttles are to take you back, you play the pass card on that and say, I'm running back. So you can enjoy a biscuit. Maybe you even think about a few ounces of cold beer, enjoy the celebration for a little while, and then you turn tail and head back to where you might have parked, and you're going to get, obviously, 10K times two in on that same day, and that's something that I've seen more and more people do each and every single year. As we wind down this edition of the Run ATL podcast, I know so many of you who have been kind enough to shop at Big Peach Running Company in the past would rightfully laud the service and the friendly environment that we take so seriously. Inside each and every one of our locations, this is a note that we got on Facebook about Colin, who you just met. And this guest says, I gotta say, Colin took amazing care of me at the Decatur store last night. Some seriously impressive customer service, two exclamation points. I wanted to hang out and talk running all day with him. I am very impressed. To Colin, thank you for the inspiration. Thank you for what you do for our organization. And to all of you who have already committed to helping Colin and everyone who is part of the CF community on behalf of D2, we thank you and we look forward to seeing you at the start line of this year's Big Peach Sizzler again on Labor Day. All the details at Big Peach runningco.com or inside our stores or any flying biscuit here in the Atlanta area. We thank you once again for listening to the Run ATL podcast. We'll be back in just a couple of weeks and we look forward to seeing you then. In the meantime, may your best miles be those covered on foot.